1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where dirt and spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with dirt and spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach.
3: All right, Daily Ticker Time here on a Thursday brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born to the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's talk about the big game tomorrow night as USC going to the college football playoff. Will the Pac-12 cannibalize itself once again this year? Joining us now is our good friend Ryan Abraham at Inside Troy on Twitter. He's the owner and publisher of uscfootball.com. Ryan, good morning to you, man. I, I'll start here. we we talked to you throughout the year for big games and kind of the season prediction and all that. On a scale of 1 to 10, where is your surprise level maybe that USC had an 11-1 and one regular season and they're one game away from going to the college ball playoff?
2: Yeah, it's probably like high. It's probably like 7 or so. Like I felt like this was a 9-3 and three team, but with upside just because of all the players they added and having Lincoln Riley running the show. And you just kind of knew that this was a program that just needed some good leadership and they would be able to... Uh, thrive, But I thought there'd be some growing pains early mm-hmm. on. I guess the biggest surprise is just the kind of chemistry that this team had right from the beginning. Like a guy like Travis Dye goes down and he was as beloved as anybody I've seen around this USC program for years. And he's only been around, you know, less than a year. So uh, I think that was, you know, somewhat surprising, but you knew that they had the talent to kind of achieve a goal like that. But I just felt it would take a year or two before you know Lincoln Riley could kind of put it all together.
3: Yeah, I, I,
4: Ryan, I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts. Yesterday, I saw uh, Pro Football Focus; they do college stuff as well, and they did their you know their All Conference first teams. And on offense, USC had a lot of guys. Three of them are offensive linemen. One of the biggest question marks and probably one of the weaknesses for most non-USC fan going in and why people didn't see this coming was, hey, the offensive line isn't that great. What? Why was that? Why were they able to turn that kind of around and flip it on its head and have such a good year up front?
2: That was a very weird narrative from the beginning um, for whatever reason. They brought in, it was funny, when they had Graham Harrell and it was like this you know, spread, air raid kind of offense, but they had Tim Drebno who was more of a power offensive line coach and that marriage didn't work. But at the end, they bring in Clay McGuire who ended up going to Washington State. I think he's done a good job there. And they, the offensive line got a lot better last year. Like they were horrible I think it was the 2020 year when they went undefeated at the short yardage stuff and they got a lot better of it in 2021 and i felt like the the experience they had coming back i mean you got three guys that could have left and end up staying you know justin Dietrich, uh andrew vorhees and, and brett Nilon, and all those guys end up returning they're like fifth or sixth year guys uh they there were questions at the tackles and stuff for sure but they had a good core of experienced players uh coming back so I felt like, you know, it just was going to depend on how they worked in this new offensive system. And I think they've thrived in it. You know, Justin Dietrich ended up being a a team captain. So I think that was a weird narrative from the beginning because they had a lot of experience back. The offensive line actually got better in 2021. So it wasn't a a dire situation. (laughs) Defensive line, for sure. But I think the offensive line, uh, it just wasn't as bad as people were saying. And then oh, they actually played pretty good. So, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think that's what the main thing was.
3: Yeah, it kind of turned it into, people were just saying up front. USC's not very good up front, just lumping in the offensive line uh, with the defensive line. I, I mean, we can go, you know, over all these reasons of why USC had the year that they did. I mean, we, we all know the biggest one is they arguably have the best player in college football and the guy who's going to win the Heisman Trophy in Caleb Williams. You've been around this program a long time. I just, how does he stand out? I know he's such a different player from some of the past USC quarterbacks, but just in watching him and the, his Houdini act week in and week out, uh, what has stood out the most getting to cover Caleb Williams this year?
2: Yeah, he's been really impressive. And, you know, the fact that he didn't get to do any interviews last year, uh, which seems like a shame. That's a Lincoln-Riley thing. Freshman couldn't talk. He didn't speak until they played Oregon uh, before the Alamo Bowl. And, you know, his first interview at USC is for Good Morning America. (laughs) He's just this calm, cool, collected. he just seems like he's the CEO of something already. And also has got this crazy talent. And uh, it's really been, you know, interesting to cover him, how calm and collected he's been. And then when you see him on the field, just doing whatever, you know, needs to be done. I wouldn't, you know, he's not like a one-trick pony, like he's more of a running quarterback or he's just, He can go back and throw the ball. He kind of kind of do everything. And I think one of the things that impressed me the most is just when he assesses a situation, it's like problem solving, like an engineer looking at a problem. It's like, okay, how do we have to win this game? Do I have to take off and run? Am I going to stay in the pocket more? Is it, I'm going to feed my, you know, Jordan Addison, or am I going to spread it around? He just seems to do whatever it takes in that moment to kind of win the game. And uh, that's probably what's been the most impressive thing to me, but, but we haven't seen, you know, he's not, you know, Carson Palmer, Matt liner. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that dynamic athlete at quarterback for USC for a while, maybe like Rodney Pete or something like that, but um, he's really brought something different to the table. And I think his leadership has been maybe the most you know impressive thing, just being able to come in and get a whole bunch of guys that he didn't really know to follow him right away. And, it's worked, and uh, you know, obviously, they've had a lot of success on the field.
4: Well, their last game against Utah was an interesting one. They jump out to a big lead, and then Utah comes back. It's a real emotional night. Utah's wearing these specialty helmets to pay tribute to their fallen teammates, and it comes down to, you know, last play. It's a hey, can you can you win this football game? And Utah got the conversion, and USC didn't have very much time to try to answer that, and they end up falling. Vegas thinks this is less than a field goal game, which is a little surprising to me. I think USC's playing great. I know Utah won, but it's Colorado. I, I, I don't think Utah is quite that same team. How do you feel about this rematch? Like, what, what are you most interested in in the rematch between these two teams tomorrow?
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think, you know, under a field goal is, two, is not enough points. I mean, there was so much that had to go right for Utah to win that game. And, you know, USC came out and played well in the beginning. But are you going to get a career night from Dalton Kincaid? I mean, he almost had like half his stats in one game. And Cam Rising, you know, he's been banged up. Cam Rising's been banged up a little bit. They needed every inch that he was getting with his legs in that game, including the two-point conversion at the end. And like you mentioned, the fallen teammates and the helmets and, and being in rice Eckles there was just so much. And USC still, you know, should have won the game. Uh, you know, some weird calls and all that kind of stuff. On a neutral field, and I was at the game last year in, in Las Vegas, and it was not neutral. There was a lot of Utah fans there. Not, I don't know what the crowd's going to be like this time, but it's just not going to be the same as being in Rice-Eccles. So I kind of feel like this is a USC game where, you know, maybe similar to last week against Notre Dame where they're, you know, I think Utah's defense played a lot better maybe than they played when they played USC, but offensively, I don't think they're going to be as powerful and just USC is going to be able to score points. You can score 38 or 42. They just been kind of consistent doing that. Mm-hmm. And will Utah be yeah. able to, Keep up. I just don't think they will. I, to me, this feels like more like a seven to ten point game uh, for USC. It's college football. Anything can happen, but. That's kind of my gut feeling going into this one. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. The
3: football team will tell you, you know, one, one week at a time, right? we're not going to look ahead, but I, I want to look ahead with you nonetheless. I'm sure if they win, we'll, we'll have you back on, but if they do win this weekend, and let's assume chalk holds, how are USC fans feeling about a playoff appearance? In term, I mean, you're obviously excited about going, and it's a big deal to get there in year one. Do they feel like they can be competitive? We, we've seen Georgia up close here in the state of Oregon, and it didn't go very well for us. Uh, you know, does that feel like a, they can be competitive? You got Caleb Williams, they can Shock the world or is it just hey, we're happy to be here no matter what the result is in the playoff if they are to win tomorrow night
2: it's funny like early on like usc fans just love the rose bowl and they've just gone to rose bowl so many times and i think that was the focus i don't think anyone even believes that you know especially after the utah loss that usc would be able to get back into the playoff and my but you know all along i was saying that you would want to make the playoff even if you lose like 100 nothing to georgia like (laughs) usc's never made the playoff before and to do so in Lincoln Riley's first year would be a big boost for recruiting. All that, just getting there, getting a seat at the table, would be good for the Pac-12. It'd be good for USC. I felt like that's was the kind of the goal all along, and you know now you see it. Like hey, Caleb Williams would probably give you a punter's puncher's chance against anybody. I don't think they're I don't think this is this is a flawed team. I don't think it's a national championship caliber team. I didn't really think it was a playoff caliber team, but. You can do, and if you do enough, you can make it there. And there's just not a great option for like that number four spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like if USC ends up losing on on Friday night. But I feel like there's the fans are excited just to get you know a seat at the table again. You know, the, the fact that Caleb Williams has a really good shot at winning the Heisman Trophy that's something a lot of USC fans really take pride in. The last you know guy to win it was Reggie Bush, He doesn't have his trophy anymore. To <laughs> so get another winner up there, I think would be a big deal. And then making the playoff, I think it's just putting this kind of statement out there, like, "Hey, USC's back. They're they're going to be competing at this level again, instead of being, you know, an insignificant part of the college football landscape, which USC's been for a while." So I I think they're excited about it. I don't think there's a lot of people expecting if they go and end up playing Georgia in the Peach Bowl that they're going to get a win. But just to make it to that in year one, I think would be very satisfying for a yeah, lot of fans.
3: Yeah, no doubt about that. Quickly, uh, Ryan, I, I feel like I know the answer to this. Caleb Williams has another year left, right, of eligibility? He does, yeah. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember if he was a redshirt uh, uh, sophomore or a true sophomore. So there you go. There's your, there's your carrot too. Hey, even if you lose a hundred or nothing, you got the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback coming back. That's not a bad place to be in uh, if you're an SC fan. Ryan Abraham at Inside Troy on Twitter. He's the owner and publisher of USCFootball.com. We love having him on to talk USC football as they take on Utah tomorrow night in the Pac-12 championship game. Thanks as always. Enjoy Vegas, and uh, hey, I'm sure if they win, we'll be reaching back out to you. We always appreciate the time.
2: Sounds good. Thanks for having me on.